appreciate it. Hey, guys. Hey, how you doing? Hi. I want you to know it's really special that you guys all got an advance of movie, right? Yes. Yes. That's pretty special. That doesn't happen. You're good, man. So, do you mind if I get everyone's names? Oh, sure. Go for it. Yeah. Mark Walters. Mark, and who are you with? Bigfanboy.com. Bigfanboy.com. And where are you with? Monica with Temple of Geek. That's right. Very good. Very good. And I'm here from ButWhyThePodcast.com. Okay, cool. Excellent. All right. I'm ready. Shoot away. Um, so, what type of research goes into preparing for a role like this? Oh, for uh, for the operative. Um, I think uh, my my particular character. Uh, I think in terms of research was a little bit easier um, since I wasn't really involved in any of the clandestine espionage aspects of it. My character was uh, basically a civilian. Um, however, uh, he is uh, an Iranian engineer uh, working in Iran. So my my homework was basically um, developing the language uh, because uh, a lot of a lot of my uh, my work in the movie was in Farsi, and it's uh, it's it's a very specific accent whether when you're from Chevron as opposed to other parts of the, it's I mean if you go to London if you're from Essex or if you're from East End or if you're from the the the, the, the accents change so that was really uh, I had to do a lot of homework and call a lot of relatives and and get help working on the accent and the and the language. Um, you're known for the last few years you've been known for playing Alice Kamal on the Expanse. Now that character is a pilot yes. and there is a lot of technical jargon that he does say and there's a lot of terms, a lot of pilot terms I guess you could say. Yeah. So what so you for that character you have to learn things specific to piloting like aircraft and like ships. Absolutely. So what technical terms did you have to learn for this character and how difficult was it to transition like from <laughs> one thing to the other? The, the, I mean the the most the most uh, technical stuff because he is a, an electrical engineer and his character actually is uh, his company is working with the Iranian government uh, in terms of um, supplying them with equipment and, and and hardware for their nuclear arms program so we had a couple of little scenes where uh, I can't remember right now if those made it into the final cut but there's a couple of scenes where he's he's dealing with his employees and and overseeing their work um, and I had to learn in Farsi uh, I had to learn it in Farsi basically just giving people notes and and, um, and and telling them technical stuff about the work they were doing uh, on these on this equipment so that that was the extent of my technical expertise most of the stuff I had to do on the operative was uh, dealing with the relationship between myself and and then there's also the changing weather because like we all know the expenses filmed in Toronto like you yeah. filmed on location yeah. in Iran correct yeah oh, and, we were not just no, no, we didn't film on location in Iran. We did. We did uh, Israel. We did Tel Aviv. We did Bulgaria. We did Munich. We did uh, three or four different countries. Um, the the DP, you can't really go and do a film like this in Iran. That's it's, true. It's, it's, uh, you have to submit the script, and you've got to get approval, and the regime there would not approve that. Yeah. Um, and uh, what they did do brilliantly was they got um, their DP and their camera crew went out and scouted all different places in Europe. And found little little corners of different countries that looked identical to the streets of Iran, mm. and uh, I think they actually went and, and sent some of their people into uh, Iran itself just with a camera and just did some some very 
discreet cinematography of uh, some street life in, in Iran so that they could intercut and it was seamless the way they, they put all these different shots together from all different countries and then they blended them into one scene and you can't tell so it was beautiful you've had a chance to play a lot of different types of roles especially you know real world type roles as well as sci-fi fantasy type of roles yeah. what what is more challenging or what is more rewarding I guess as an actor like because playing real world type roles there's that that you, you want to make it you want to make it feel real you want right. to make it feel relatable right whereas sci-fi you can kind of go into territory it's more that, fantasy yeah um, it's, it's, more a, it's a it's a it's it's kind of like asking the what, what do you like better doing voice acting or on camera acting and it's like there's such different experiences um, I I personally am a huge nerd I'm a big geek <laughs> and I've done you know science fiction fantasy since I was a kid I've been playing you know D&D and collecting comic books and video games and following Star Trek and, and Excalibur and all that stuff um, and so to be able to participate and be on the other side <coughs> of that adventure and be one of the heroes and be one of the characters in one of these epic fantasies it's like a dream so I'm constantly just like a kid in a candy shop on a roller coaster when we're going to space and playing a character like Alex Kamal uh, you know the swashbuckly kind of you know southern witticism space pilot best fighter pilot in the galaxy uh, that's a dream for me whereas uh, doing roles like in Room or in Argo or in uh, The Operative where you're doing uh, or Shattered Glass which is a movie I did a while ago these are hard hitting beautifully crafted beautifully written movies that have huge impact uh, on the world I mean Shattered Glass was a movie that that exposed journalism uh, because you had a character who was creating fictional stories and passing them off as fact for two years and nobody could possibly believe that that was happening and so this movie showed how it happened and that it could happen and it made us rethink when we're reading these things and the operative again it shows you what's going on out there and it shows you how how prevalent it is and you, you know people don't think this stuff is happening and it is you know your your cell phones are being tapped like anyone can have access to your phone my, someone can turn my microphone on from the NSA headquarters and, and listen into our conversation they can turn my laptop on they can you know everyone can have access to you and monitor you and you are you're not really there is no such thing as privacy anymore and there's a whole bunch of people out there doing what Diane's character does on this movie um, doing all these things for the greater good for national security and there's a very small select few that are going to decide what that greater good is and there's some very few people that have to execute and and do these jobs and I would not want to be those people you know I would not want to be the person that has to make the decision and and wrap my morality around what the greater good is of uh, this particular national security issue and have to decide life and death for for people because of what my superiors have told me Uh, and this movie the beautiful thing about this movie is is it, it explores that it explores the consequences 
resources and it explores the, the damage, it explores the cost, the human cost of being a spy and being given the power of life and death. And it also is based on a book. Uh, do you want to talk about like whether specific differences or changes you guys had to make from the source material? I'm, I'm not familiar. Actually. Not I, didn't, familiar I didn't actually. Book. I didn't actually. Uh, I mean, I know it's based on a book, and I know that they've um, uh, the director, who I think was also the adapter. Um, he took a large chunk of the main uh, factual story from the book, but there's a there's a bunch of other stuff that has been added into the movie. So it's kind of a, a, a compilation of true story and some fiction to to add uh, drama to the narrative. Right. Well, in that case, let's play off of what that guy said. You want to be Moon Knight? Can we make that happen? <laughs> Can we make you be Moon Knight? I would love to make that happen. I'm doing my I'm doing my best, man. As a huge nerd, that would make you feel great. Oh my it? god, to play to play that character like what. I mean, just speaking about these multi-dimensional, multi-faceted, layered characters, like the character of Moon Knight, the, the Mark Spector character, who's a former military turned mercenary who gets empowered with the, as the avatar of the god, moon god Khonshu. And as a result, I don't know if you knew this, I found this out in my research, um, Khonshu has several aspects to his, um, to his, I guess, deity presence. Uh, meaning that like Shiva the destroyer he has different personalities and uh, so as a result when he empowered <coughs> Mark Spector with his power his personality gets splits into four mm-hmm. uh, and so this character you literally have him as Jake Lockley the cab driver you have Mark Spector the mercenary you have uh, Steve Grant the, uh, the billionaire who's very Bruce Wayne like and access to all this money to develop his technology for his crime fighting and then you have Moon Knight the uh, the protector of the night travelers and so what an incredible character to be able to play who's got like these multiple personalities all of whom are in conflict with each other and and trying to um, redeem redeem Spectre's past because he was not the best man when he when he started things out as a mercenary he did a lot of nasty stuff and he did a lot of despicable stuff uh, and stole a lot of relics and just made he made his fortune off of off of um, basically theft. Yeah. So it's a great character, and I'm, I'm really hoping to be able to somehow stimulate some interest in it. Yeah, well, there's a great Moon, moon Knight cosplay that I saw, so hopefully you get to see really? him walking around. Yeah, I, I had never seen a cosplay of Moon Knight. Yeah, no, I saw him in the Marriott coming across, and it was like, I had to take a picture because I have a friend who's a huge uh, Moon Knight fan. So That's it's a hard costume to do yeah. well. It looks really good. Nice. It looks really good. But I'm um, going back to the film for just a minute. Like, yeah. when you're, like, I know for all actors, you always have to consider the the, when you consider the script you have to think very heavily about if not only if you're the right person for it but like what the story means now for a film that is very less heavily focused on politics especially geopolitics and like war and the consequences of war and like the, the effects of I guess you could say covert operations on people personally like your character when you were reading the script did you have any concerns about how it could be received especially in the political climate that we're in now I know it's a heavy uh, heavy question no, I mean, but I have to ask the way I, what, the I'll answer that is that when I read the script, I didn't actually none of my political red flags went up. I didn't get any warnings because, I mean, this particular uh, script deals with the CIA and the Mossad. It could easily have been um, any other secret service um, because 
the mission to Iran uh, could easily have been a mission to Russia, mm -hmm. could easily have been a mission to Chile, could have easily have been a mission to any of the countries with which another country has issues with and has um, uh, national security issues. It's not a specific political uh, statement piece towards one particular country or another. It could it's it's interchangeable with any country right. that has a problem with another country. It could be Israel and Palestine. It could be anything. Um, it really what it deals with is the human the humanity of the people involved and caught up in these types of operations and because you know you have these big machines which are governments which give directives down to agencies and then these agencies digest and process that and then give it a, a very complicated and very very volatile directive to an individual human being and that human being has a heart and a soul and a mind and a brain and, and a conscience and they have to then take this information in it and do something with it yeah. basically basically be the operative yeah. of their of their government and um, there is a huge cost yeah, especially if it's something you didn't sign up for and you, you and you have to be a very very specific type of person to be able to do this job and that's another thing that Diane really captured brilliantly is like her character like was hunted down and, and sought out by the governments because her personality type was so perfect for this she was so suited for it and it, that's another thing about about this movie is it really shows you who these people are that become these types of operatives because it's not just you and me that can do this you have to very, have a very specific mind you have to have a very specific kind of way of living life and seeing things and your, your perspective and your and your um, uh, your morality and your approach to life has to be very unique and you have to have the mind for it and that, I've never really seen that in in, in, a, in a spy film before and if I can just squeeze in one last question because I know um, you talked about the humanity of yes. uh, the, the people that have to live through this um, as far as your character did you find any similarities between you and your character as far as personalities or was he something that a character you could relate to personally yeah absolutely I mean he's a guy who ran his own business and uh, he had, he was divorced and uh, he was looking for something that was missing in his life and and I, I related to that and then he met this very exciting very dynamic very intelligent um, American woman uh, and he was in a very conservative country and so it was kind of like she was bringing action and adventure and excitement into his life and and uh, I, I, that's something that I could relate to and then having to go on this roller coaster and then being having it come off the rails and just being completely surprised and how that feels when something you think is going this way is actually going this way that I mean that's something I think we can all relate to in terms of betrayal and and not not knowing that this is what our life was going to be so I think we've all been in that situation and it's a very uh, profound poignant moment thank you so much for speaking with us thank you thank you, thank you. Oh, for, thank you. For your